Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Friday lineup construction edition. You guys know what's going on if you've been here before. I am Josh Engelman. I am joined by the boss man himself, Alex Baker. We are here to build some lineups for week 10 in the NFL. And this one's going to look a little bit different than it did last week in that the slate has a very specific outlier that we're going to have to work our way around. I'm excited to dive into that and get the thoughts from Alex. But first and foremost, Alex, how are you? Doing good, man. Uh, if you haven't watched the show before, uh, get ready to get bullied for the likes. Um, <laughs> we got a good site coming up this week. Uh, as you mentioned, on DraftKings, a free square, so that will make things interesting. Maybe a lot harder to build a differentiated lineup with eight players different instead of nine. Uh, but we got a lot of good games uh, and a, a few other spots, so there's a lot of interesting angles. It'll be fun to break it all down. Alex, you are absolutely correct. You are going to get uh, bludgeoned by requests for likes and subscriptions and notification bells. So please hit the like button, subscribe to the channel, and hit the notification bell so you know when we go live. We've got tons of content every single day. It never stops. You don't want to miss it. So hit that notification bell on the channel. It will help you out tremendously I'm excited for this slate. So uh, as we get started, I'll fill you guys in on shows that we had already today. Shows coming up immediately after us. Uh, free content for the week. Promos that are still going on for today. Um, but first and foremost, let's talk about what is the elephant in the room on DraftKings this week. We have Mike Davis running back for the Carolina Panthers. The starting running back for the Carolina Panthers. Christian McCaffrey, uh, Not going to be active for this one. Mike Davis projected for 63.1% ownership as of right now. Before we even get into the builds of these lineups, I think we just have to have a little bit of a conversation. What is your prevailing thought on a situation like this where we have a running back who is, I assume, somewhere in your top five of projections for running backs for the week. I I don't have it directly in front of me right now, but I'm assuming it's pretty high. And he's also priced at the flat minimum. You get a lot of people talking, oh, his ownership is this high, automatic fade, or how do you get away from him? He's the best value. There are people on both sides of this. What do you see when you see Mike Davis, 19.68, 
fantasy point projection, 63% ownership. What goes through your head when you see that? Well, I think it depends a lot on the player and how they're scoring. Because if you take a Derrick Henry, like a tremendous player, but he's not going to get there 65% of the time because he's going to just get game, he's going to get game scripted out a good amount. Games where he doesn't score a touchdown, doesn't get above 15 points. But Mike Davis is a totally different player. He's getting targeted a ton. About 25% of the time he's running routes. And Tampa Bay is a big uh, favorite over Carolina this week. So you got to expect Carolina will be throwing quite a bit. And uh, if Carolina gets off to a lead, too, I mean, Mike Davis is going to be the guy racking up the rushing yards. So really, it's hard to imagine a scenario other than injury where he doesn't score very many points. Uh, and at 4K, um, I feel like uh, he's consistent enough that improves our odds enough that we just pick him and stack the rest of our lineup because we have all that salary for Yeah, I mean, he's 4K, and with his projection, he should probably be priced more in like the somewhere in the sixes. I mean, you have him uh, close to a full point ahead of Chris Carson, close to a full point ahead of Josh Jacobs, uh, ahead of Aaron Jones. These guys are at 62, 65, and 71, respectively. He's like multiple thousand dollars priced incorrectly. And when you are a massively high projected running back, in this case, third, and you are the flat minimum, you're getting both sides of the coin here. It's not as if he's projected for, I don't know, like 14 fantasy points and he's 4K, where he's obviously the best value, but even if he were priced properly, he would still be a really nice play for the slate because he's one of the higher projected guys on the day. Uh, I love him. Uh, I loved him when I ran my Sims earlier today. He clearly breaks free from the pack compared to the rest of these guys. But at the same time, you have to be very aware of the contest that you're entering, the type of contest that you're entering, the size of that contest for what you do with Mike Davis and without him in a particular lineup. And that's what this show is for. That's how, that's what we're here to do. We're here to help. I, uh, oh, go ahead, go ahead. One final point on Mike Davis is that I don't think it's impossible by any means to make a really good lineup without Mike Davis. I just feel like it might be even better to, to have them and then just try to be creative with the rest of our lineup instead of just fading more obvious way on the slate. Absolutely. Um, I do want to show one quick thing before we get started on the lineup builds. And I think this will point or will, you know, at least help people out a little bit. And it's something that uh, Adam and Lafie and I do every Monday as our recap. But I'm going to switch to our screen share now. And what I have on the screen, what you guys should be able to see is lineup study for week one in the NFL. This is the $9 slant tournament. And what you'll see at the top, Boston Scott, 4800 so $800 more expensive than Mike Davis this week. Uh, I assume, based on what is in here from the Fantasy Cruncher projection, he was projected for 13 and a half. Uh, I'm just going to assume that you were somewhere in that neighborhood. But even if you weren't, lower than Mike Davis at a higher salary and 46.7% ownership. 
he did not play well. Boston Scott finished with 7.4 fantasy points. Not great. You would think, oh, Boston Scott killed me. Not so fast. If I filter down to just the Boston Scott lineups, which is what I just did on the screen, scroll over here to the left so you guys can see, you were still able to finish fourth, seventh, or ninth. So three separate entries in the top 10. There are 39,000 entries in this contest. Three entries still in the top 10 with the Boston Scott 7.4. That's why salary matters so much here, guys. You aren't dead in the water if something goes wrong, but if it goes right, you don't really have the mechanism to catch up. And I might add, coming in at seventh place in this slant, that would be one Alex Osimo Baker uh, with Boston Scott, I might add. So don't stress too much over having a flat minimum guy. Even if he bagels, it's not stopping you from being at the top of any contest. You might not well, win the I mean, million with it, but you're still probably not even dead. Yeah, any player. Like, oh, the, the big thing is compared to the alternatives, Mike Davis is a much more uh, consistent pick. Exactly. Exactly. So I think it's time to dive in to our lineup builds. This is, we're going to take the exact same path we took last week. We built three lineups as if we were playing a three max. We're going to do it again because I think Mike Davis is the most interesting piece. So the question to me is, or my question to you is this. Would you expect to play Mike Davis in all three lineups? Yes. Interesting. I thought you were going to say no. Would well, you I mean would you care if you didn't? Like, is it three or bust for you, or do you see scenarios where we build a lineup that doesn't have him in one? The only uh, I guess like it's tough because you can't build a lineup that game scripts Mike Davis out because he is very active in receiving and rushing. Sure. So I mean you can't just put it in Leonard Fournette or something and be like, well. That's got a game script Mike Davis out. I just feel like um, any lineup that we start off with Mike Davis is going to be stronger than. Uh, there's some other good cheap options. Like I know Duke Johnson is 5K. That's not like crazy. Um, I just feel like Mike Davis is like a fist, uh, fist pump slam in your lineup spot. So, uh, I would definitely be more inclined to have lines with them than without them. I get it. There's one scenario that I <laughs> like, and it, I think it works really well in this three max setup. If you wanted to get rid of or get away from Mike Davis, I like the idea of going to Bridgewater plus other pass catchers. So like Bridgewater plus Robbie Anderson plus Curtis Samuel or something like that, where it's not so much that you don't like the Mike Davis play, but what if the touchdown luck just isn't there? Who benefits if he doesn't get there for the Panthers specifically? And I think that you can see making a build with Bridgewater, some of the pass catchers, clearly it's uh, pretty easy to get to some sort of receiver from the Bucks. whether you think it's you know Godwin or Evans or Antonio Brown. There are options on the Bucks side as well. If I'm going to get away from Davis, it's not because I want I want somebody else, but I would try to take a different path at the Panthers specifically. Right, yeah, I think that is, if we have the Bridgewater stack, then maybe Mike Davis could be a casualty of that. 
And, you know, again, he's still even fine in that stack. One, he's 4K, yeah. so the value is great. Two, he catches passes. <laughs> that also yeah. still looks good. I don't mind it. Um, he's just so good. So I'm just going to go ahead and click Mike Davis's name and put him in at running back. Nice. Who stands out most to you? This is going to be lineup number one. If I go look at your top stacks tool, updated 29 minutes ago, thank you very much for that. Number one on the list, the Buffalo Bills coming in a bit over-owned. Number two on the list, the Arizona Cardinals, their opponents also coming in a bit uh-huh. over-owned. Is that a spot you want to start somewhere in this Buffalo-Arizona game, or do you have your eye somewhere else? Quite possibly the Carolina stack, which is showing up dramatically under-owned. Well, uh, this Buffalo-Arizona game is uh, going to be scary to fade, but uh, the, the quarterbacks are both two of the top for price in the, in the uh, slate. I do like the Carolina uh, stack. I think that it sets up nicely for Tampa where their run defense is real good. But we saw Aaron Rodgers really get creamed versus Tampa, so I'm not feeling extremely confident. I still think it's a really good play, especially because Bridgewater is 6,100. But um, I think there's a lot of good options here. I kind of like how we had the poll last time, but uh, I would narrow them down and say the ones that are standing out to me are Carolina. We got the Chargers versus Miami. Uh, Miami's defense has been a little bit stronger, but the Chargers, uh, let's see, they they're more of a run run heavy team, but they're actually they're projected to be underdogs in Miami this week, which is quite surprising. Yeah, they're uh, they're. Running back health is very bad with Justin Jackson probably missing the game and Eckler, of course. So maybe that tilts the, the passing. Uh, the Ross Wilson stack, I mean, he's extremely expensive. So uh, I think the one that might be just kind of the byproduct of the slate, just not getting owned, is Goff because, well, actually, I guess he's going up against Seattle. So it's like a counterbalancing thing where like people don't like playing the Ram staff, but I think Seattle has the worst pass defense, at least on the draft screen. So I think that um, I'm very torn here. Yeah, Goff, it, it says Seattle is 32nd in pass defense. So I think he might be popular, more popular than we have here right now. Okay. Uh, but I have to see. Uh, I like golf. I like the idea of going to Justin Herbert and the Chargers as well. I think both of those stand out. Miami's defense grades out solidly, so it it might be a spot where uh, people get a little bit away from the Chargers. And then we we all Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh baby, Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Also open ourselves up to someone like Keenan Allen who looks good no matter who's playing. Yeah. Oh, let's, let's go with Chargers then. I think they're, they're a solid option. Uh... 
and this game and charges versus Miami, I don't think it's going to be one of the more popular ones this week. Right. Herbert coming in 3% in our ownership right now. So I'm going to go ahead and pop him in. The question then becomes how big of a stack will this be? Do we go to the obvious uh, Herbert plus Keenan Allen? Keenan Allen projected for 21% ownership, but uh, he's been fantastic as of late. Do we add in value tight end Hunter Henry as well? 4,100, solid projection, but man, his game logs are really not fun to look at. Keenan Allen has been like totally just winning all the money every single week. So I'm thinking maybe he's going to be very popular, especially in Herbert lineup. So I'm, I'm kind of looking at, is there any way we can build a lineup without him? Okay. And it, it kind of looks tough because Mike Williams isn't great value. Right. Um, Henry is solid and tight end is usually weak. But I think if we combine Williams and Henry, that is an interesting kind of leverage spot over Keenan Allen lineups. I like it. Williams in, Henry in. Uh, both guys you know, reasonably priced. Henry cheap. Um, plus, we've already used Davis. I got a sneaky suspicion we're going to be buying some super expensive players at running back and wide out moving forward. The The next question then is, are we bringing someone back from Miami? I assume Devontae Parker would be the first name that you're looking at. Uh, there's not a lot to like on the Miami side of the ball. Or are we saving even more money and going to someone like Jakeem Grant? Um, well, I think Jakeem Grant's a great option with Preston Williams on the IR now. Yeah. Uh, I think that really stands out as probably uh, a great value in this lineup. We don't really need value a ton. Right. So uh, maybe Parker, I guess. Yeah, I like that just because I feel like Grant may be over-optimizing our lineup a little bit, and then, you know, we might be duping more with people. Okay. So Park, Parker goes in. I like it. It's the the – pretty big stack of Williams and Henry. We bring back Parker leaves us $6,200 per position running back wide out flex and defense. We've got a lot to spend here. Who stands out most to you? Do you want to go running back wide out or what are you feeling? Do you want to knock out a defense? We can go sort of any direction we want. Yeah, let's go with a running back. Uh, so we gotta we gotta spend up at this point and say um, yeah. one spot I'm looking at it looks like uh, I'm looking at <coughs> sorry Nick Chubb is back this week I think and uh, that makes Hunt not really on the board Camara eighty two hundred not quite as good with Mike Davis back but uh, really solid option Connor is always pretty unpopular um so miles sanders may be a guy that people people don't like rostering and matchup versus giants is good but first week off injury can't really count on huge workload man i'm i'm torn this week honestly uh i guess maybe camara by default just because he looks like the best option of the bunch 8,200 for Kamara. And, you know, if we need to drop down, there are, there are options slightly below him. 
That if we put Kamara in, that leaves us 5,500 and change per position, three to go. Obviously, one of those is going to be defenses, so we could still spend pretty heavily at wideout and then at flex. We could probably take just about anybody we want at wideout. Devontae Adams is extra special expensive uh, in this cupcake matchup against the Jags. Do you want to go all the way to a 9K Adams now? Or do we just want to take our pick of like two 7K guys, your Stephon Diggs, DeAndre Hopkins, or, you know, drop even further down? We, uh, the floor is basically like we could do whatever we want at wideout at this point. Yeah, Devontae Adams, it is a win game. And uh, he actually, he did really well in the last win game where he got three touchdowns. So that's not necessarily something that's making me not go to him but uh i feel like maybe a better play would be i'm looking up hopkins ownership here he's been really cold like not doing very much at all hopkins is 28.4 yeah still yeah his ownership's super high this week just because that game's so popular um let's see Diggs is also incredibly popular uh, if we didn't have Camara, then Mike Tom- Michael Thomas would be interesting. Yeah. Um, wow. Uh, <laughs> this is like super indecisive. It's, about it's, every, it's, every it's, we have too much money. It makes the decisions more difficult. It opens us yeah. up to more potential plays. That's what's kind of – you don't think about it like that, but by having that value at the top uh, – it, make, it makes you have to pick between guys that are all really good without a ton of warts, and that's tricky sometimes. So I guess the logic I'm going with here, it, I'm leaning towards Hopkins. Okay. I feel like the ownership's going to be super high, but like so much of that is going to be part of a game stack because the two quarterbacks in this Buffalo-Arizona game are going to be extremely high-owned, and these are the most obvious plays in that game. Something that Hopkins will be lower owned in non Arizona's uh, Buffalo stacks. Okay. So I'm not as worried about the ownership on that particular spot. All right. I slotted Hopkins in. That leaves us $9,000 total for flex and defense. We want to lock in our defense and then figure out what we can do for our final spot? Yeah, let's do it. Number one defense on the Osimo big board, which is free today. So if you want to go see Alex's big board, if you want to follow along while we're on this show, awesomeo.com slash NFL slash DFS dash big dash board. We can get that link tossed in the chat because no one should try to listen to what I just said. Uh, The big board's free. You can follow along with us. Your number one defense, the $2,400 Houston Texans. Uh, We don't have any tie to that game as of right now. Is that just the way that we're going? 2,400 in? Texans D or do you have anybody else that stands out to you? So the logic of the Texans D going up against Cleveland is the winds where there's supposed to be really heavy winds in Cleveland. I do think the ownership as people adjust to that will go up on Texans, but still, I mean, you got Baker Mayfield who I'm not sure. Did he have COVID or was he just on the list? I can't. Oh, he never tested positive for himself. I think he had like proximity. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, Baker's not a great player. Uh, so I think that Houston D, with 2.8 fantasy points per game uh, average this season, maybe this is the week where they can finally do something. 
If we take the Texans, that leaves us $6,600 at the flex spot. Uh, not at all problematic as far as I'm concerned. The highest projected $6,600 player you have right now is Robbie Anderson at $6,100. Uh, that is fine, I guess. I mean, obviously, we already have Mike Davis. Do you want to go to Robbie Anderson there? Do you want to try to spend that a little bit differently? Maybe someone like Josh Jacobs. What stands out to you, 6,600 or below? Yeah, uh, Robbie Anderson is a great play. Uh, Fulgham is kind of intriguing, I guess. Uh, if we're just – are we uh, – let's see, Robbie Anderson. I guess I have 20 fantasy points, which is pretty hard to ignore. Yeah. So, um. I think we – it's a little bit of a situation where maybe Bridgewater would be uh, a threat to be the highest scorer if Teddy if Robbie Anderson and Mike Davis are in the lineup. But right. I'm not as worried about that because Mike Davis is 4K. So I think Robbie Anderson is solid. Robbie Anderson into the lineup. It leaves us $500. Value ranking – 60 to 70 percent contrarian ranking 80 to 90 percent all things considered i think we could be pretty happy here yeah that's what we're looking for is those numbers adding up to more than 100 and it's a lot better so i think that uh it looks pretty good but maybe we can find this 500 dollars a little ease for that yeah uh just trying to look at it um I mean, obviously, we're not moving off of Hopkins or Kamara or Davis. You have to assume, like, the only real spot would be, like, not double stacking the Chargers. I don't really think we have, like, a natural place because everything is either tied to that main stack or they're already, like, the highest end play for that position. We could go up from the, uh, from the, Houston defense, the yeah. uh, Cleveland defense in the same game could be better. Uh, let's see. So Cleveland is a three and a half point favorite. The wind is going to make both guys stand out, or both defenses. Uh, Watson's interception rate is 2%. Baker's is 3.3%. So I guess maybe Baker. Is, this is the worst quarterback here. So I guess we'll stick with Houston. Vikings are your highest projected defense in terms of salary that we can afford. Um, 6.48 fantasy points, just a hair ahead of the Browns defense. Would you just simply want to make that change? Yeah, I think uh, that sounds solid. I, I feel like Houston being the best cheap defense could be high on but uh it looks like this minnesota game's not on the main slate yeah so. i was just about to say the same thing so, <laughs> second best defense then for you from a projection it's only one one hundredth of a point that would be the cleveland browns at 2900 that does in fact work okay well it's, yeah it's a, it's a slight upgrade so yeah. we can do that yeah so 50 to 60 value ranking 70 to 80 contrarian and uh we used every dollar yeah one lineup in the books. I love it. 
It's a good lineup. It, it looks great for what we're trying to do. 340 concurrent viewers. I'm very happy to see the 340 of you in here right now. 72 likes makes me a little less happy. Let's go ahead and get that number north of 100. We would appreciate it a ton. Shows for today. So before our show, 9 a.m. Eastern time, uh, the betting show with Ben Raza and uh, Ben and Julian breaking down their favorite bets. Um, that happens every Friday, 9 a.m., if you want to check it out, you just have to head over to the channel right now. Coming up immediately after this, 12 p.m. Eastern time, the NFL Start Sit Show. Matt and Kyle uh, letting you know who you should be starting or sitting in your season-long leagues. And as I mentioned before, free content for today, Alex's Big Board. We have it on the screen. You can see it right now if you want to check it out. The Big Board, free today. Alex's ranking of every player on the slate. You can't beat it. It's, it's the the one-stop shop of information for you. If you want to get an idea of where Alex is going to be, the big board will help you out tremendously. Well, we've been told by Game Theory in YouTube chat that that lineup sucks. <laughs> I, I did see uh, 720 was surprised that I have Robbie Anderson for 20 fantasy points this week. And I'm looking at the stats here. So he has one touchdown and 750 yards. So, like, he's only averaged 16 fantasy points per game. But with 750 yards, I'd expect him to average five touchdowns because there's about one touchdown per 150 yards in the NFL. So if we gave him those four extra touchdowns, that would add three points to his average about. And, uh, yeah, you can see how I could get up to 20 because his average is 17. Absolutely. Lineup number two, we've got about 25 minutes to go before you have to bail on this one and turn it over to the start-sit guys. From what I understand, I should just go ahead and put Mike Davis in right now. Oh, uh, yes. Mike Davis is in. Uh, we talked a little bit about... Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Pop stacks before we talked chargers. We also did talk a little bit of Rams. We didn't touch on any Rams in lineup one. Is this a spot where we go to golf now? I like, yeah, I like golf. Uh, I do think maybe uh, we're undervaluing his ownership here, but still, like, uh, this is why, like, we we got to keep updating this through lock because it gets more and more accurate. I do feel like because he's going up against Seattle, he's going to be popular, but. Uh, I, I don't full, have full certainty in that right now. Uh, okay. So I think Gov is fine, but one that's kind of jumping out at me here is Breeze. <laughs> I mean, is that, is that kind of crazy? Because like he has one percent ownership, and this is Drew Breeze, right? No, I I, I like it quite a bit. Uh, no ownership going in there. Um, you know, Kamara, Michael Thomas back. The weapons are there he could easily put up a big number. Um, the question then becomes, what do you like with Breeze or what do you like on the Niners side? I'm happy to go to Breeze. I, I think it's a nice play, especially 
given the fact that Mike Davis is as owned as he is, not a ton of ownership coming into the Saints-Niners game outside of Kamara and the Saints yeah. team. I mean, the, the guy that's jumping out is Michael Thomas. Uh, so far this year, he's barely played because of injuries. So uh, what I'm going to look at here is the snap count because that's really all we got. He ran routes on 78% of snaps last week. And uh, usually he'd be on 90 plus. So I'm going to give him credit for getting a little bit bump uh, the second week back from injury. And I think that uh, he's questionable now. That will probably drive down the ownership a little bit. I think that uh, Thomas could be a sneaky play. I like it a lot. Um, you know, his his floor is so high if he's on the field. The, the target level is just going to be insane. So I'm happy to go Breeze, Thomas. Do you want a second Saint? Do you want a 49er? Not a ton of really fun stuff to look at from the San Francisco side. Individual game total below 20. Uh, You've got Jarek McKinnon projected for 14 fantasy points at 5,600. Brandon Ayuk at 12.84 at 5,700. And then just sort of a lot of not really awesome stuff. Do you want another Saint? (laughs) Do you want a 49er? I'm second guessing this uh, this lineup now because man, the 49ers look real bad. Uh, yes. To be honest, uh, so they really don't have anyone you can feel confident in outside of Ayuk, and he's expensive. So, man, that, that's rough. Uh, man. <laughs> I, I think maybe like I would not sack this one, but with okay. the game set, but I feel like we're. We're going to be at a disadvantage versus other lineups. So maybe I'll just at this point be like, maybe this Drew Brees lineup isn't meant to be. I'll just start over from scratch as, as hard as that uh, sounds here. All right. You ready to go to Jared Goff? Yeah, let's do a Goff lineup, I guess. All right. We're, we're going to Jared. We're, we're uh, calling an audible on lineup two. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to go to Jared Goff instead and now we've just got a sea of potential options for stacking. Is it Robert Woods? Is it Cooper Cup? Is it Josh Reynolds if you're trying to save a bunch of money? Would you rather just go to one of the tight ends or two of all of these guys? Who do you like the most here? I'm going to go out. I'm going to assume it's Cooper Cup, but I think you'd be fine. Or I think we're probably fine going any sort of direction here. What do you like most as a pass catcher for the Rams? I think uh, Cooper Cup is, is solid. He's nursing an injury, so... That's a, a blessing and a curse because it'll drive down his ownership. But if it affects his on-field performance, we don't like that. Josh Reynolds, um, he's been seeing like pretty much all the snaps uh, these past three weeks. So at 3K or 3.5K, he's a great option. Uh, but we have Mike Davis, so... Maybe that will drive down Reynolds' ownership a little bit because if there was a, a lack of value, you know, I think Reynolds would be very popular. But let's see what we got him at four percent. Yeah. So I think uh, maybe Cup and Reynolds uh, would be my favorite. I like stack. it. I like it. I wonder if we'll be able to find a decent Seahawk to bring <laughs> back. I, I'm not familiar with some of these names, but. Carson, Lockett, Metcalf. I don't think we're going to be mad about having any one of those guys. Is there a guy that you like the most here? Do you prefer to spend up to a guy like DK Metcalf, who has just been going absolutely bonkers almost every single week? Do we have Tyler Lockett, who has gone bonkers, what, twice and been 
bad other weeks? Or do we go to Chris Carson and try to get a little different and get ourselves a running back in there? Uh, I think all methods here are viable. What do you like the most? I kind of am intrigued by Carson because he's been getting targeted a lot more this year, but we don't know if he's going to play or if he's going to be limited. So at this point in the week, I'd probably just go to to Metcalf or Lockett. I prefer Lockett just because Metcalf has been on the hot streak. Um, And I feel like maybe getting a little bit lucky with uh, some of the big performances because he's been averaging – a ridiculous number of yards per catch has been like 20 or something on the season. So uh, Lockett is a little bit higher volume target, not as uh, effective with the targets, but uh, I don't see any reason to, to shy away from him. So go to Tyler. Yeah. I should lock it in. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. yeah. Had to, had to. All right. Tyler Lockett is in. Running back, tight end, flex in defense. We've got 5,600 per position here uh, moving forward. This one's definitely going to look a little bit different. I don't get the sense that we're going to be going to Alvin Kamara now. So we do need a running back. I'm going to filter down the big board to running backs. Obviously, we're not going to Chris Carson in this spot. Um, wow. Is Cordero Patterson really listed as a running back? That's fun. 3,300. Yeah, if David Montgomery is out, then... Wait, he's how much? 3,300 is what this says. Well, that's what, okay. right? that's what uh, your big board says. I guess this game is a night game, so uh, we don't have that option here, but... Right. Uh, $6,500 Josh Jacobs stands out to me. Um, Antonio Gibson, Duke Johnson. We've got a couple different options at running back. Is there one that stands out most to you? Gibson really does stand out to me because last week him and J.D. McKissick were on the field together a ton. And if people aren't really paying attention to that, they may overlook the fact that Gibson's getting a lot more workload. So I think Gibson's really solid. I also don't mind McKissick. Okay. I'm going to slot Gibson in there right now if we need to open up an additional $700 in salary. Uh, McKissick is there. Tight end, flex, and defense. Tight end is a tough one this week. Um, All the studs outside of Darren Waller aren't on the slate. We don't have a Zach Ertz. We don't have a Travis Kelsey. We don't have... uh, Who the hell am I missing from the Niners? George Kittle. Um, These guys just aren't on either aren't healthy or aren't on the slate. Do you want to just go to the main tight end in Darren Waller at 5,900 or are we just sort of picking between the rest of the guys, whether that's, you know, Goddard, Hooper, Logan Thomas, Noah Fant, plenty of options at tight end. Do you have a preference? Yeah, I think uh, there's a lot of great options. I do like Goddard. I think that, uh, you know, he, he's, Coming off an injury last week, he got 2.5 fantasy points. But, uh, you know, Zach Ertz done for the year. Goddard ran routes on 76% of dropbacks last week. So I think maybe this is the time to buy in on Goddard. All righty. Dallas Goddard, welcome to the lineup. Flex and defense. We got a lot of money here. 12800 to spend on a flex spot and a defense 
which makes me think that we're going to be able to get to like Dalvin Cook or Devontae Adams, something along those lines, and then a defense. So probably just need to grab a defense first and then figure out who we need from there. Uh, I hate, well, I, think picking, the, I hate picking defenses, but Packers D looking pretty tasty at 3,700, even though that's pretty expensive. Well, this game is a win game. So I think uh, when you get uh, Jake Luton and you put him in a win game, there's definitely a potential for a lot of mistakes. So I do uh, tend to like the Packers as a spend up option. Okay. And that should leave us uh, with a good amount of money to, yeah. to get a vote for we want. Do you think you can handle 9,100 at the flex? Will we be able um, to find someone? I think we can we can put someone in the flex and then maybe we can take Van Jefferson out, swap him for someone that we like a little bit that's more expensive. Am I supposed to have Van Jefferson in? Oh, sorry, sorry. No, Josh Reynolds. Uh, <laughs> I was like, oh, uh, I wonder if that looks a little bit different to you because I don't have him in here. <laughs> uh, yeah, so... We could obviously get to Devontae Adams. Uh, he's the most expensive guy at 9K highest projected guy as well and he would fit with a hundred dollars remaining we can do that if we need to or we can very easily drop down a little bit further to i don't know like stefan diggs at 7500 and then spend an extra 1500 elsewhere i'll say this if i add Devonte adams this is a value ranking of 50 to 60 percent contrarian ranking 70 to 80 so we're crossing the threshold of what we want. The question then becomes, is Adams the best option here? I feel like you're leaning towards not going to Adams and making an upgrade on Reynolds. Yeah, I, uh, I kind of, we didn't get to put Michael Thomas in the other lineup because we made the audible. So maybe we just take Reynolds out, we put in Michael Thomas, see what we got left. Because I feel like Thomas is a good contrary and play this week. I like it. I like it. So Thomas in leaves us 5,200 at the flex spot your highest Johnson yeah I was gonna say your highest projected 5200 guy is either DJ Moore or DeAndre Swift Duke Johnson would be third interesting yeah uh I didn't realize DJ Moore is cheap yeah 5100 for DJ Moore it's a great value play so I don't mind sliding him in there all righty DJ Moore welcome to the lineup lineup number two Value ranking 40 to 50%, contrarian ranking 80 to 90. How are you feeling? I think that's good. Yeah, I, I, that's what we're going to get when we put in an expensive guy like Michael Thomas that, from a projection standpoint, isn't the best play. So I kind of knew we weren't going to be super high on the value, but I think we got a nice lineup here. I like it. I, I think it's a nice combination. Uh, of two separate lineups we don't have other than davis we don't have any overlap um we've got about 15 minutes before you have to get out of here and turn it over to matt and kyle Four north of 400 people 123 likes so i appreciate you guys sending that number into the triple digits if you want to go ahead and push it north of 150 that would help us out a ton and i would be remiss if i didn't tell you a little bit about the promo code which ends today that would be Augusta. Um, you can get 50% off an Osmo Plus weekly pass. 50% off. You cannot beat that. You get access to everything. While the code might say Augusta, it's everything. Football and football 
and there aren't other sports right now. So football. What else is going on? League of Legends, <laughs> soccer, well, MMA we got, uh, on Saturday. We got the Masters weekend and showdown rounds three and four. I think that's the biggest one right now. Absolutely. But uh, MMA is coming up on Saturday. We got uh, League of Legends and Counter-Strike. Not, not big tournaments going on, but still, those are nice to have on a daily basis. So use that promo code Augusta when signing up. Go to awesomeo.com slash join. Get the Platinum Weekly Pass for half off. This promo code ends today. If you were like, oh, I can't wait to use that on Saturday morning. It's going to be too late. You need to do it today. It will expire tomorrow and you'll be done. What better present for you on Friday the 13th than the Augusta package at awesomeo.com? We got to build our final lineup. And I have a question for you for it. Is this the time that we try to get to Buffalo and or Arizona? Or is that game just simply too owned for you to want to get to it in a three max? Well, I I don't. Yeah, I just don't like that game that much, I guess, because uh, while it looks great on paper, we know in the NFL, uh, there needs to be certain conditions for a game to really have blow up potential and basically – the, the more often the losing team has the ball, the more plays that are run, the more passing is going to happen. But the conditions that lead to a shootout are somewhat unlikely. So I, given that one-third of the field is on quarterbacks in this game, that's a big red flag to me. Um, but I think they're, they are really good plays. It's just I, I feel like maybe we can dig a little bit deeper here. Okay. Yeah, that, that's fine for me. I, I was very interested in getting your thoughts given the heavy, heavy ownership that is coming into Josh Allen, coming into Kyler Murray, some of the pieces in that game, Hopkins, Stephon Diggs. So we need to find uh, a gem somewhere else. We've already built Chargers. We've already built Rams, right? They, they were the two that we did? Yes, Chargers and Rams. Sticking to LA, I guess. <laughs> We haven't. Can we can we find a third Los Angeles football team to stack in this three max? <laughs> Do we take the Raiders because they used to be there? Well, uh, one option that uh, is kind of standing out to me a little bit is the Eagles. Uh, just that price to top stack ratio is is solid. Um, the Steelers are kind of intriguing with Mason Rudolph. He's insanely cheap and has really good targets so i think that's gonna end up being roethlisberger no he's on the ir he has some knee injury i thought he was available to come back am i crazy did i miss that well maybe uh maybe i have it wrong i just saw uh pittsburgh prepping as if he will play oh okay he okay he is playing then my bad Uh, i'll update that for some reason, I saw IR on the screen, and I thought that he was also on the IR and the COVID list, but I guess uh, not having that bad of a week. Yeah, he's, uh, uh, he had close contact to Vance McDonald, so um, okay. it should be just like last week for Stafford. He should be, barring a positive test, it looks like he should be good for Sunday. So if that makes you like uh, Ben Roethlisberger anymore, we can go that direction if you're not a huge um, fan there. I'm, I, like, I don't, is it, 
the opposite side of the Rams, do we go to a, a Russell Wilson stack? I know he's a little bit more expensive, but top stack odds north of the quarterback ownership. We know that there are pass catching options. We do have Tyler Lockett in the lineup. This could be, make for a chance where we go to, you know, a DK Metcalf lineup instead of going to Cooper Cup on the opposite side. Maybe this is the spot where we go to Robert Woods. I don't know how you feel about doing sort of the opposite side of a game as a stack. I think it's fine. I, if I'm doing three max, I might want to hit three different game stacks because it just kind of like gives you a better chance of one of the three cashing, I'd say. Sure. Um, I do like the Philly stack. And what I'm thinking here is Carson Wentz. You know, ha- he's been uh, having a decent season as far as fantasy scoring, but as far as. Uh, you know, effectiveness, not not so much. The reason I'm, I'm liking the stack is we got Goddard, who I feel like is going to be pretty under-owned and fills a tight, tough position. And we got Fulgham. Now, I, I see people in chat being like, well, Alshon Jeffrey is back this week, and that might make Fulgham a little bit. I, I, I don't know if people are making this stretch that makes Fulgham worse, but Fulgham has been playing like way better than Alshon Jeffrey ever has. So I, yeah. I think that he's safe. Uh, and maybe because there are so many other options this week, Fulgham will be low-owned. We have him at 1%. So I think this could be a nice little lineup here. I like it. I, I loaded Wentz in. I loaded uh, your boy, Mike Davis, in. <laughs> uh, Fulgham in and Goddard? Is, was I hearing yeah. that? Okay. So... That works for me. What gorgeous New York giant would you like to put in this lineup <laughs> to come back? Is that, I mean, Sterling Shepard, Darius Slayton, I mean, I, even Devontae Freeman or Evan Ingram, I think all of the, all four of those options are viable. Nothing that's just uh, truly terrible. None of these guys picking up any ownership. So do you have a preference in the direction you would want to go here? I think Sterling Shepard, uh, another guy that, you know, he's not a very sexy pick and Golden Tate coming back makes him not quite as good a play as he was last week. He's only averaged nine and a half yards per catch. So not, I, I don't expect him to be popular at all, but he's targeted at the highest rate by a good margin on the Giants. So I think if we are looking for a high volume guy, Sterling Shepard's our best bet. Bingo. Wentz, Davis, Fulgham, Shepard, Dallas, Goddard. We have a lot of money and uh, not that many positions left. Running back, wide out, flex and defense. We can average 6,000 per position. Um, even if we just take the defense out, we've got, you know, 7K basically at every spot. Yeah. We can kind of do whatever we want. Is there a guy that has a that you rank pretty highly that we haven't gotten to yet. Is that, uh, you know, Dalvin cook who is not on the slate, I believe. I, I can't remember this. Right. No, he's not. Yeah. Um, so we don't have to worry there. You've got chase Claypool pretty high at 5,800. Um, what stands out to you? Is there anybody that we haven't used yet that you would like to get into a lineup? You want to make sure you have coverage for in a three max. Yeah, I think, uh, well, um, there's a lot of good but not great options this week i'd say so um we do need a a couple of chalk plays in this lineup i'd say because we we really overdid it on the contrarian stack sure so 
I, I don't mind going to some of the higher on players on, on the slate. Uh, so we're looking at Diggs, Duke Johnson, Hopkins, Devontae Adams, um, or Keenan Allen. And DJ Moore is actually super high on. I guess maybe I'd lean towards Moore because 5,100, uh, I think that's the best price. And Smash of where they're going to have to throw a lot. And that will raise uh, the value ranking of our lineup a lot. So just slotted DJ Moore in. Um, any thoughts on someone like Aaron Jones? Uh, you mentioned that is a win game. Uh, Jones picking up a little bit of ownership, 7,100. It's an incredible matchup. The Jags are terrible. You expect the Packers to be out in front. Would Aaron Jones be a guy that you would want to go to? We do not have exposure to him yet. Aaron Jones is solid. I mean, the thing about him is always the workload is kind of uh, inconsistent or just not as high as the other top price guys. Um, But... (laughs) He's the guy that's lost me a bunch of money over the last year and a half because his touchdown numbers have been insane. Um, so I think that's a good option. Let's see. Um, kind of scrolling through. James Conner, decent option. Maybe uh, we, we do need a running back, right? We so, do need a running back. Running back, flex, and defense, and we've got infinite salary, basically. Um, kind of scrolling through here. Uh, I think Aaron Jones is fine. Yeah, uh, I don't really see any running back that's much better than him. Yeah, maybe Kamara, but it's not like I, I guess Kamara would be. He's one point one k more, so we'll see how the salaries work out. Yeah, so if I put Aaron Jones in, we have twelve thousand three hundred remaining for defense and flex. Um. Obviously, uh, that feels pretty darn good, all things considered. If I sort down to just defenses in your projections list, it's looking like, I mean, Saints D against the Niners looks pretty good for 3K. Um, We do not have them in as of yet. They are pretty chalky. Do you mind going and picking up a little bit of ownership from the defense since we were sort of lacking in ownership earlier. Yeah, I think uh, Mullins throws a good amount of picks. So going to to the uh, Saints defense is solid. And that leaves us a crisp 9,300 to spend at flex. How will we ever find someone to fit in that (laughs) salary? I'm not sure. Um, I mean, this is basically just like best player available range for you. Well, there's only one player at this price point, and it's Devontae Adams. Yeah. I don't really love Adams and Jones in the same lineup. So we need to make a pivot here somewhere. Uh, I like Diggs in this spot and then trying to make an upgrade with our additional salary, but uh, the floor is yours. Diggs, and then maybe uh, let's see who we can upgrade. So we can upgrade. I mean, is it, do we just upgrade? DJ Moore now at 5,100. We can go all the way up to 6,900, which is pretty nice. Yeah, let's, let's take a look at who we got there. So I, uh, I saw a lot of rumblings in the chat about Terry McLaurin. I mean, the matchup versus Detroit is solid. 
And Alex Smith at QB, I think he he's not a bad uh, – I don't think he's a downgrade from Kyle Allen at all. Sure. So I think going to Terry McLaurin makes sense. 50 to 60% value ranking. By the way, by making that switch and going to Diggs and McLaurin, we have $100 left over. 50 to 60% value ranking. Greater than 90% contrarian ranking. Nice. I think we done done it again. Uh, 148.1 projected for that lineup. 149.56 on lineup two. 148.95 on three. So we're within a point and a half on all three of them. And I don't think that I even mentioned what those total projections were the entire time. So we kind of hit it without trying. And that's a nice three lineup package for a three max contest on DraftKings this weekend. And all three lineups have the clear cut best play of the day, Mike Davis in it. I like it. I like it a lot. I think uh, we got some solid lineups here and they're very differentiated. So I think you got a lot of players to root for if you rolled out three lineups like this. And if you're playing in a three max this week, don't play these specific lineups or you're about to get (laughs) duped with the goods because we're coming for the money. Alex, is there any (laughs) final thoughts you want to touch on for this week's slate before we turn this one over to the NFL start sit show? Just to sum it up, I think there's a lot of uh, good but not great options uh, with the exception of Mike Davis. So uh, I think you can really build a lot of different lineups with uh, a, a wide range of players. So in three max, I'd probably be not really focusing on a core, maybe just have like completely different lineups for each one. I like it. Guys, I am not ready to get out of here yet because 149 likes is the number and there is no way I'm signing off of this show without that going north of 150. That just looks weird. So please hit that like button. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, I'm going to speak for Alex here. Uh, I think we both really enjoy doing this show every Friday. We will be back again next Friday for this show. Same time same sort of setup who knows maybe we'll maybe we'll do a little bit different of a build we'll get the polls involved again but thank you guys for hitting that thumbs up we're on 150 on the dot i love it stick around not this stream but same channel nfl start sit show coming up next good luck this weekend guys we will talk to you again next friday